Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hosts Dr. Glenna Calder and Mildred Lynn McDonald are delighted to bring to you Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. Join them for honest, down-to-earth conversations on how to live a heart-centered life, suggestions on how to be in touch with your true self, and tips to strengthen and nourish your soul purpose by building a supportive community of kindred spirits. Get ready to challenge your six senses, shift your perspective, learn new tools, and enjoy healing conversations peppered with East Coast humor and flair. Airs the fourth Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Atlantic Time. And now, let's join Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Hello everybody, this is Mildred Lynn McDonald and I'm your host for Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. I'm located in Sebastopol, California. It's a sunny day and wanted to thank everybody for joining the show. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to Dr. Glenna Calder, who is a naturopathic doctor located in Port Hood, Nova Scotia. Today we have a very special topic, urinary tract infections or more commonly, UTIs. Now, why are we talking about this today? Urinary tract infections, every woman probably gets them a couple of times or more in her life. But when you're elderly, when you're an older adult, susceptibility to urinary tract infections increases. And in fact, Dr. Glenna shared with me that urinary tract infections are the second most common infections that you can get in a nursing home or a long-term care facility. Glenna, are you there? Hi, Mildred Lynn, I'm here. Urinary tract infections, they're top of mind with me, and I know that anybody that has a loved one in a long-term care facility at some point may be presented with this situation. My question to you is, what is a urinary tract infection? It's basically an overgrowth of a pathogenic bug, a bug that can cause an infection in the bladder region. Symptoms can be pain down lower above your pubic bones where you feel the pain. Fever is a common symptom. Burning and urination is another common symptom. And sometimes women can get shooting pain too or men. To test it and get it confirmed, you would do like a urine dip. And if that gave a red flag, if there was white blood cells there, then you could go further in getting it cultured to see what type of bacteria is causing the infection. So, Glenn, if I'm understanding, there's more than one type of bacteria that can trigger a urinary tract infection. And the second thing is, I heard you say it can happen in men also. Yes, it's more common in females, maybe about 20% more, especially when you get into senior years, men are still having it, and it can also affect their prostate. But E. coli, not the same E. coli that causes the deathly bowel infections, and that can cause us to get hospitalized and are very serious, it's a different form of E. coli that's actually mutated. They estimate about maybe 80% of bladder or UTI infections are caused by this E. coli. 
And if you were a normal, healthy person and you had this E. coli in your system, would it impact you the same way as it would impact an elderly person? No. Well, the interesting thing is we all have this E. coli in our system every day. It's actually the makeup of a healthy microflora in your gut. It's when this E. coli gets out of control and multiplies that it will actually cause a serious infection and will affect your immune system and will affect the bladder tissue. When a person becomes older, their body changes. Are these changes in the body the reason why you might be more susceptible to urinary tract infections? Yes. Well, let's start by looking at just not even looking at age. And some reasons why you might be more susceptible is because maybe you have a low immunity. What that means is maybe your white blood cells are low for some reason, maybe because you've been under stress or because you've been fighting other types of infections like colds. So you're lower on the white blood cells, or you might have a lower count of good bacteria to help your defense. Maybe you've been on a lot of antibiotics in the last 15 years. So your probiotics, the ones that help prevent infections, are on the lower end. Another thing is maybe your diet is a little bit too acidic and maybe too high in sugar. So then when you look at the specific group of seniors, they have changed. Their tissues have changed. So you take females and the vaginal tissue has changed because of hormone changes. So that's a really important factor. So you just don't have those barriers as strong as you would in the earlier years. Then you look at seniors in nursing homes, for example, and often seniors in nursing homes have some forms of dementia. And with that, they notice, because that's neurological, the nerves that affect the bladder might also not be functioning as well. So you might not get the messages that you have to go urinate as often, which is a way to shed bacteria. The other thing I wanted to ask, as a person gets older, the body changes, their biology changes. So if you were a senior or an elderly person and your diet is more acetic than alkaline, then that would be a factor for urinary tract infection. I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. Yes. Researchers know that bacteria grow well if they're fed sugar, also if they're in an acidic environment. So if you're a diabetic, would that put you at a higher risk for urinary tract infection? Definitely, because they tend to be more acidic. Okay, so the next question is, how do you know if you are more acidic than alkaline? Is there any way you can test for that? Definitely. Besides when they do a urinalysis, you can always ask to see a copy of the result or ask your doctor. The other way is to also get litmus paper, which basically is pH paper. And you can use the same stuff for saliva or urine. You just need litmus paper. And there's different ways to do it. But whatever you do, you stick to the same method. So if you want to test your urine, first thing in the morning, we're naturally a little bit acidic because we collected all our toxins during the night and all our acidic toxins so that we can flush them out in the morning. But throughout the day, you should get more alkaline. Late afternoon is the most alkaline we will be. It's a great way. And you can really correlate what you're eating that day In my practice, when I see somebody that's alkaline, my first question is, you must eat a lot of greens or do one of those those greens powders that we can buy, Greens Plus, which is a high dose of dried vegetables. And often it's people that are alkaline are eating much more vegetables. I'm seeing the connection now. Okay, so the goal throughout the day is consume a diet that would encourage you to be alkaline rather than acetic. And if you're a diabetic, you might be at a higher risk of being acetic, right? That's right. 
So that's even more important. It's really important. And if you're a person that doesn't eat a lot of vegetables, green vegetables, there's probably a supplement you could recommend or refer to that could help them get that into their system. Definitely. You see them often, they're basically dehydrated vegetables. And what they do is dehydrate them, and so they are condensing them. So you get take a scoop of them, and it's the equivalent of, say, six to eight servings of vegetables. Not quite as good as eating the real thing, but it's the next best thing. And it will make your body alkaline, because the greens are alkaline. How much would you take a day? You can't harm yourself by doing too many greens. But usually on the, they'll say a serving is this much. And okay. usually you want to do... Usually they're designed to do one to two servings a day, and you just mix them in. Some people love to add them in their smoothies. Some people like to put them in unsweetened apple juice. Okay. Those are kind of the easiest ways to do it. Some people just mix it in water because they often maybe put stevia, which is a natural sweetener that doesn't raise your blood sugar, in with the greens just to take away the bitterness. So if you were an elderly person or an older adult, I'm trying to use the correct terminology here, in a nursing home, there would be an opportunity to add more greens in the form of a capsule to your diet to make you more alkaline, which could potentially reduce the possibility of a UTI. It would help. It's one of the factors for sure. Okay. Often they sell them in powders. The capsules, you have to take a higher dose, so that's why I always like to recommend a powder for people. They make them with a little bit of stevia, or you can put them in a little bit of unsweetened apple juice. And you get a little scoop, might be worth about a tablespoon, and you've got a really good dose, four or five vegetables. If you could talk to us about probiotics, why they help your body in general, and how they help specifically with urinary tract infections. Sure. So probiotics are kind of the ultimate in natural medicine, and people are, luckily, they're, everyone's so aware of them now, which is great, because there's been so much research the last 10 years to show the connection with probiotics and different health conditions. They have many jobs, but one of their jobs is to keep other pathogenic bugs in check, meaning they'll actually kill other bugs if they're there, but we've got to make sure we've got them. The way that they're killed is through any antibiotic, synthetic hormone, or steroid. If you've been on those three, you can pretty much guarantee your count's going to be low, so you'd benefit by picking up a good quality probiotics to boost your, we call it the immunity. It's because most of our immune system is in our gut, 80% actually is. So that's why gut health is so important in any type of infection you're trying to prevent or treat. So the connection with probiotics, any coli, or any of the other bugs that cause a UTI infection is that they'll keep those in check. So unfortunately, you can get into a cycle where you're treating your UTIs over and over again with an antibiotic, but unfortunately, you're lowering your defense. So you've got to get in there and break the cycle. There's been actually some studies that looked at the urine cultures of individuals that are susceptible to getting recurrent infections versus people that aren't. And they found different things. One of them is that they make aromatic compounds. What that means is there's certain compounds in the urine. And what they did was look at where, do they, where are people getting these compounds, the aromatic compounds, and lo and behold, probiotics actually produce them. And so the groups that were less susceptible for UTIs had more aromatic compounds in the urine and those come from probiotics. So probiotics have many important jobs. You can look and connect the benefit of probiotics to so many health conditions. Glenda, with the probiotics, you say get a good probiotic. What does that mean? How do people know what is a good probiotic, and how often would you take it? Luckily with probiotics, 
the time of day to take them doesn't really matter. Okay. Long, you've got to get them in. It's the most important. They're not time-specific. A tiny bit better if you take them with your meals. But if you're someone that has a hard time with compliance, just find the best time of day and take them. You want to be getting at least 50 billion per day. That's the minimum. So 50 billion to 100 billion, depending on, you know, and I'm going to play it with conservative numbers here because it's always better to get advice from a holistic practitioner or a medical doctor that's really interested and knowledgeable in natural health products. You want to get a probiotic that is good quality. And the way you know that is because one clue is when you look at the label, does it tell you exactly what's in the bottle? Because if you ever buy a supplement and it's hard to figure out what's in the bottle, there's a reason why they're not telling you. So you should be able to get the information easily and it should be exact. It shouldn't be these eight ingredients equal this much. It should be each ingredient and what amount each ingredient is in that probiotic. Generally, natural health food stores carry very good supplements. And it's usually because the owners have an invested interest only in natural healthcare products. They're looking for the best. They're going to conferences to learn about it. And you can always ask, is this third-party tested? Has an independent lab tested this probiotic? It costs money, so the probiotic might be a little bit more expensive. But you know that there's, there's been tests to show that what's in that bottle, what they're saying is in that bottle is in it. Because unfortunately, supplements are not regulated. So you have to do a little bit of research or find somebody that has knowledge in the area. Glenda, when you mentioned third-party tested, is there a seal or an, an icon that would be on the supplement bottle that would indicate this has been verified by a third party? Just curious. Well, in Canada, you can look for the natural health number. So it's almost like a DIN number for drugs. It's the same thing. NP, we'll have to grab one now, but it's NPI, natural health product, and it'll say a little seven-digit number. But you can always call the company. You should always be able to have access. Like with the internet now, you can just put in the company and they'll be either email them or call them up and say, can you tell me that this has been third-party tested and can you send something to me? And we'll also be able to do is send a lab report saying there's been no heavy metals found, there's been no contaminants found, and it's guaranteed to have blah, blah, blah in it. Like say, go 100 milligrams, for example. My other question that's coming out about probiotics is, if you have a urinary tract infection, do you increase the dosage of probiotics that you're taking while you're in that infected stage? Definitely. There's been no studies that have actually shown toxic levels because if you think about it, they're bugs. We're mostly bugs walking around, which is kind of <laughs> interesting, but we have bugs all over our skin, every organ. We're not sterile beings. We're full of bacteria, and they're keeping us alive. Without them, we wouldn't be here. And so don't be scared of a probiotic. So if you're introducing them, you always want to start a little slower because they might be doing a little cleanup work the first week or two in terms of you might have a little bit of, say, GI discomfort, which is very rare, but it's possible. But if you start slow, you can eliminate that altogether. So you definitely maybe want to start with 50, 25 to 50 billion, and then maybe by a week after your 50 billion to 100 billion. Let's say you were a regular taker of probiotics, and then you developed a UTI, urinary tract infection, by what percentage would you recommend that you increase or up the probiotic dosage? It's safe to go up to three or four times the amount. So if you were taking one a day, you would actually go up to three to four a day to treat acutely. Okay, besides making your body more alkaline, taking a good quality probiotic, is there anything else that can be used in the realm of urinary tract infections? 
Definitely. I'd like to talk about something that's easy for kind of everybody to pick up. There's no side effects to it. So we're going to pick D-mannose, which is one of the most effective ones, and it's something you can do ongoing to prevent the reoccurrence because it's important to get into that prevention because if you let a UTI go on too long and you haven't addressed it, you've got it and it's been serious and you haven't been doing any natural things, you'll treat it with an antibiotic. You'll want to go that aggressive if you're on your own and you haven't been doing any kind of natural support. So the goal would be to prevent things from getting that serious. So D-mannose, it actually comes from birch or beech tree or both. Birch is a little bit more common. And what they do is actually take the D-mannose ingredient. And what it is is a simple sugar. The nice thing is it tastes great. It's very close to glucose in the chemical makeup, but we don't absorb it, which is a nice part. So it doesn't raise blood sugar. You ingest it, and it gets absorbed into the upper intestine. And what it does is cause bacteria to kind of clump together. And so they clump together, but then it puts a slippery coat on the outside of that bacteria so they can't grab onto the bladder wall. And bacteria's goal is to grab onto walls, different mucosas inside of us, and then they can multiply. So with this slippery coat, they can't multiply. And what the nice thing to do is make sure you're drinking water after your dose or with your D-mannose, because then you'll urinate out those bacteria. Is there a time that you take D-mannose with meals, between meals? It doesn't really matter when you take it, but the, kind of a general dose, if you have an infection, is to do two to three grams three times a day. So you kind of want to go at a high dose during an infection, and you should see benefit by three days. And when you're saying benefit, reduction in symptoms? Yep, you should notice that the burning's decreasing, your fever's gone, so you should see a quick reduction. And then what you want to do is take about a third of the dose, two to three grams ongoing. You're always kind of flushing out those bacteria if you're getting into an overgrowth state that would cause an infection. You're just letting them flush out continuously. I've read in popular magazines and popular literature that if you have a urinary tract infection, to try cranberry juice. Now, I don't know if anybody has ever actually tried unsweetened cranberry juice. It's very difficult. It's not, it's not pleasing to the palate. So I would assume that cranberry juice that's available has some component of sugar added to it that would make it taste better. So cranberries seem to be good. Is there a form of cranberry that would be optimal for a urinary tract infection? Definitely. Some people can tolerate the unsweetened 100% pure cranberry, and they'll just take two or three ounces a day. Mm. And they just do it as an ongoing rule. But if you're going to buy the cranberry juice you see at the store that is sugar added to it, there's not any benefit there. You're not going to be able to prevent infections from it or treat it because you're basically dumping sugar in, and that sugar has been shown to feed bacteria. So you're probably making the problem a little bit worse. What's in cranberry that is actually helping, that has been known to help with the pure cranberry juice, is D-mannose. But unfortunately, when you dilute it and add sugar, you're not getting much D-mannose. And even straight cranberry juice wouldn't have as much D-mannose as when you're buying the supplemental natural form. And they've also found... They've studied synthetic D-mannose versus natural. They get better results from the natural D-mannose that they actually get from birch and beech trees. Oh, okay. So I have a supplement that has cranberry in it and D-mannose, and that seems like a good combination. Excellent combination. And more of the companies, the good companies out there that are doing research and following all this, the research that's been going on is just combining the D-mannose and the cranberry extract because the D-mannose is the, the key ingredient. And once again, you could get this from a reputable health food store or a complimentary health professional who could guide you through that.
the dosage of D-mannose? Dosage, as we mentioned, was two to three grams okay. three times a day. And what about cranberry? Cranberry extract, you usually want to do a couple hundred per day, okay. 100 milligrams. And I guess it wouldn't matter if you had it with meals or not. You'll get a little bit stronger if it's between meals, any kind of herb like that. What I'm hearing from you in terms of urinary tract infections is you want your body to be alkaline. So alkaline acidity balance matters more towards alkaline. There's the probiotic, there's the D-mannose, and there's the cranberry. Is there anything else? Definitely. You want to look at your diet overall. If you have a high, high sugar intake diet, which would be having one or two desserts a day, you're feeding those bugs. What I often do with patients is say, okay, we've got to get you out of the cycle. Pick a day of the week. Sundays is your dessert day. But you've got to really support the body the other six days and have a low sugar diet. And the lower the sugar, the more alkaline because sugar is very acidic. So not only are you feeding the bugs, you're creating a really nice environment for those pathogenic bugs to cause infections. Instead of having refined sugar, start going for honey maybe in your tea if you're used to sugar in your tea, or having more fruit. So when you get that sugar craving, have a bowl of blueberries instead of having the pie. And I forgot about the greens when I did my list of four things. <laughs> you had talked about the greens. so Exactly. Yeah. Is, when you mentioned the acidity and alkaline, that would be one key way to quickly get yourself alkaline is having greens every day. You're listening to Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being with your hosts, Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Enjoy the show. We live in North America, and we have Western medicine or an allopathic model. In real life, people are going to go to see their GP or primary care practitioner, and they use their medical model to assess the situation and prescribe the antidote to the situation for the health and well-being of the patient. And you are a naturopathic medical model. How can both complement each other in the diagnosis and treatment and prevention of urinary tract infections? Well, I think conventional and naturopathic medicine are on some of the same pages because when I read the literature, the research is there showing that, especially in nursing homes, that when they take the urine from individuals that are having problems with reoccurring infections, which is over 50% of the individuals in nursing homes, they have high levels of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, meaning they're running out of options to treat them because the bugs are mutating because of they've been on intense antibiotics. So they're looking and going, okay, what else can we do about this? So they know that, but they're not left with a lot of options, probably in the nursing homes, besides the antibiotics. You have to look at really everything. You're looking at the diet, you're feeding the, the individuals, and there's a lot of habits we've got to break through. But... D-mannose, cranberry extract is probably the first one that's been widely acceptable. Mm -hmm. The next step would be, and that's, I think, why they're actually putting the cranberry extract in the supplement. It's so that the layperson recognizes it, okay. where D-mannose is actually much more effective. So they're just kind of, I think, adding the cranberry in there to catch everybody's eye. I think that's why. I also see in practice that in mainstream medicine, antibiotics aren't being prescribed as quickly. They're holding back because they're trying to really look at, go, okay, what's best for the patient here? 
They were just in antibiotics a month ago. It helped for a couple days, but here they are under the relapse. Luckily, I find mainstream medicine, doctors are getting much more open. They're looking at both. They're looking at alternative therapies plus mainstream. But mainstream's opening up now because of all the research into probiotics, things like D-manos. And I think where it's coming from is treating the whole person. And we're looking at the terrain of the person. An example I always use, if you had a flower or a plant in your house and it wasn't doing well, it's funny how we instinctively know we just don't cut off the leaf or alter the leaf or the flower. We go right to the soil. And that's what we should be doing more with people. We should be looking at the soil, at the terrain of the person. That's where you're going to alter the health. Glenna, let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they are concerned about urinary tract infections for themselves or they have a loved one in a nursing home or long-term care facility who has urinary tract infections or is susceptible to them. Could they take the information that you're so generously sharing, your professional medical information, write it down, take that to their primary care physician or their GP, and work with them to treat, prevent urinary tract infections? Yes. And the nice thing is there won't be any side effects with the D-manos and the probiotics. All mainstream doctors have heard about probiotics. Many of them have read the research on it to know that all the benefits that they give. Definitely a great step is to go in there, bring up D-manos, and at the end of the day, it's the patient's choice. If you were listening to this podcast and you wanted to get more information on, and I'm going to try to name all the things you mentioned. So we talked about the acid-alkaline balance of the body. We talked about probiotics. We talked about greens. We talked about D-manos, and we talked about cranberry. We talked about looking at a person in terms of a plant, treating the whole person holistically. So if a person is intrigued by this information and they want to drill a bit deeper, what would be a good source of information as a follow-up? So the best way to go, if you want to get a little bit more in-depth or more individual treatment, because there's many herbs that also treat infections, also boost the immunity, is to see a naturopathic doctor. The other thing individuals can do is there's a lot of great information online. If you Googled UTI, natural treatments, or naturopathic treatments, or D-manos, you'll come up with many, some research and what it is, how it works. You might even want to print that off and take it into your healthcare practitioner if they're not familiar with natural treatments. Oh, that's excellent, Glenn. I really like that idea. And of course, How I look at things, and I'm sure you do, is there's room for everybody around the table. So let's take the the best knowledge from each medical model, put it together, integrate it, let each model complement each other for the benefit and higher good of the patient. And for those listening, if you do try demands and probiotics and altering your diet, decreasing the sugar, don't get discouraged. If you've been having a UTI monthly, like many women do experience, Don't get discouraged if the first month or two you still get a UTI. Look at, is it less strong? And really look at over three to four months. Are you seeing a difference? Because if you have to get on another antibiotic and you've been on a few, don't look for a change overnight. Don't be discouraged and be upset. You might not see a difference for two to three months. Glenda, that's an excellent point. And I'd like to suggest something. I know one area that I really had to learn about in the natural model is how fast the body works 
the mind works in a different time zone than the body works, and I had to learn that. So managing expectations in terms of when you're using natural remedies, how quickly they work. Because we're used to a model where things work very quickly, but they have side effects, whereas the natural rhythm of the body may be in another time zone. That's completely it. We're used to, and I had to retrain myself that way too because I didn't grow up with naturopathic medicine, was to go, okay, I haven't seen an effect yet. It's been 45 minutes. <laughs> well, once you start to read about them, and I think the value is in reading about them, and I love that the Internet is around. I don't think we should treat ourselves with the Internet, but to read about, oh, this is recommended or this is what I'm taking, and once you learn how it works, you'll go, okay, then it makes sense that we might not see anything for two to three weeks. For our listeners, thank you so much for joining Dr. Glenna Calder and myself today. You're listening to Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. We've been exploring urinary tract infections or UTIs with a leaning toward elderly adults or adults who would be in nursing homes or long-term care facilities. Thank you so much, Glenna. Have a wonderful day, and we'll catch each other next month. Okay, great. Thanks, Mildred Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us next time for Revolution with Heisey Lutmers, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.